Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. How's your memory? Have you ever had that moment when you know something, but you just can't seem to pull it out of your head, out of your memory? You just can't name it or slips right past, but you can almost like see it or feel it. Let's take a few moments together today to look at the connection between rapid change on the job, recall, as we connect it to this five-pod sprint on focus. How does focus improve our ability to remember and recall things? Let's look at some ideas and ways to improve focus and recall, especially with rapid change on the job. You know, rapid change can lead to some strained focus and gaps in recall. In our last four episodes on Focused, we've been working on what are these aspects of various things that happen during times of change. Have you ever been sitting at your computer typing and somebody walks up to you to ask you a question And you don't even look at them. You just keep looking at your computer. You listen to what they say. You answer them. They leave. You don't even look at them while you type away. And have you ever had that moment then when you sit there and go, oh, no, what did I just say to them? What did they just tell me? We multitask ourselves to inefficiencies. We multitask ourselves to mistakes all the time. And so while there are a number of examples I could bring out with that situation, that if I'm not focused, I'm missing body language, I might have given the wrong information because I wasn't focused. And there may be good reasons why I have to stay focused on what's ever in front of me, but I may need to talk to them later, like lots of scenarios. However, for this moment, what I want you to consider is When you're focused and you pay attention to it, you are more likely going to be able to intake that embedded into your memory in a meaningful way so that you can recall it later. Recall is this ability to remember something in the moment you need it. Note, the title of this episode is Better Recall, not Total Recall, like the 80s movie. Bonus points if you email me the fact that I just mentioned that movie in this episode, and we have a prize package for you. A person's recall is generally better when we are focused, and there are a number of reasons for that. Attention and encoding. So when a person is focused on a particular task or information, their attention is directed toward that specific subject. So this heightened attention makes it more likely for the information to be encoded effectively into our memory. That pathway gets cemented. Information that is processed more deeply during encoding then tends to be (gasps) better remembered. However, what gets in the way during change? Distractions. So by reducing distractions, we can focus on a task or information. Hopefully, while there are less competing stimuli or thoughts 
vying for our attention. And when there are less things vying for that attention, it becomes easier to concentrate on the task at hand and commit information to memory without keyword interference. Another one, working memory. Focused attention helps activate and engage the working memory system. So let's look at what that is for a moment. Working memory is the short-term storage and manipulation of information that is essential for tasks like problem solving and remembering details. So when you are focused, you are more likely to make full use of your working memory, making it easier, again, to recall information. How many times have you asked someone their name, but you weren't focused, and you just heard it, and now you can't remember it? That went into your short-term memory. And when there's too many things sitting in this tiny little compartment, or you look up something, has, has anybody ever looked at the time? You know you looked at the time, you looked away, you went to do something else, and then you look back at the time because you didn't remember what you just saw 20 seconds ago. Your working memory bin is too full. Retrieval cues, be, being focused on a specific task or topic, also enhance your ability to create mental retrieval cues. These cues or associations or triggers that help you retrieve stored information from your memory. Because when you're focused, you're more likely to create meaningful associations and connections that later aid us in that recall. Retrieval cues help us remember something in the moment. Sometimes they're mnemonic uh, memory methods where we make a name out of it or we assign a, a, an image to it. I did this just recently. Okay, this is going to sound really not important, but these are the things that make our day go better. So in my world, because I unload everything from my car and I grab my keys to walk in my office door and I have to unlock my office door and my hands are always full of stuff, in that I have two keys on my key ring that look very similar. And notoriously, I grab the wrong one every single time. Until not too long ago, because it was really flipping cold out here in Northeast Iowa, I stopped, I looked at my key, I compared it to the other key, and they were both coincidentally paired with another key. And I said, I need a, and, and they have all sorts of markers or decals and things that you can put, key rings that you can put around your key so it stands out. And I've actually had a couple of those, but they've broken and now he's back to this. What did I do? I looked at and I said, my key is gold. The one next to it is silver. That is different than the other pairing of the gold key that doesn't fit my office. And so literally in my brain, I went silver and gold. Now, some of you may know that there is a Christmas carol uh, that has some line in it about silver and gold. Why? I, I can't even come up with the Christmas carol. And here I just came up with a lyric. Yep. Guess what has stuck? Every time I go to unlock my door the last couple of weeks, because I embedded it in a way that actually made sense, I literally look at those two, two sets of keys and go silver and gold. Boom. Right there. Right? There's so many things we have to me memorize, remember, keep track of, and things change. So what happens at work, right, when we're trying to understand that 
when we focus, it moves what's actually called consolidation of information from short-term memory to long-term memory. And what we're trying to actually do in those moments is strengthen the neural connections associated with the information, making it easier to retrieve later. You can probably ask me a long time from now, how do you identify the key on your key ring as the one that's right for the door, silver and gold, right? Focused attention ensures that your mental resources are dedicated to processing and storing that information you want to remember. When you're not focused, those resources are spread thin. And you might notice it leads then to poorer memory performance. And we see this during times of change when stress and anxiety are up. It interferes with memory recall. Stress hormones like cortisol can impair memory formation and retrieval. And when you are focused and relaxed, you are more likely to access memories effectively. So let's look at this a couple of ways. That may be information you just needed to bring back to top of mind. You may have known some of that. What can we do? So let's start first with, as leaders, how do we help our teams? Raising awareness, much like I do when I'm out on company site, training and education. We can offer employees training sessions, right, to enhance cognitive skills, thinking, memory strategies, mapping strategies. These are actually applicable workshops on the job to perform better. Now, we do need to look at some stress management techniques and really, truly assess our work environment. Are people able to do deep work? Are they able to focus on key items while minimizing some of those distractions and interruptions? Sometimes these are noise-canceling solutions, designated quiet areas, flexible work schedules. Sometimes that's not possible. Many of you are in environments where you, you don't, we don't have those options, but you need to look at the environment you're in and figure out what those options are. There are all sorts of productivity and task management apps these days that can help us organize our work set reminders, track progress on important tasks. Those help us improve memory and attention to detail. There's lots of cognitive training software out there. Amazingly, you'll find some apps that will also help you with working memory, attention, and problem solving. We have to want to. This is something that we can actually do. The power of the brain and the untapped potential that it has. This may be something you've never heard me talk about. I do some work around critical thinking and and areas related to this, but this is a core piece for focus. That's why I decided to dig in a little bit and do some new learning myself. I've also taught some of this and some of my previous undergraduate and graduate teaching experiences but we know that there are brain-boosting activities that you can do, puzzles, games, brain teacher, teasers. We also understand the importance of the physiological side of this, encouraging us to eat healthy, 
regular exercise, sufficient sleep, because when you have not slept well, your memory is not working because your focus is not. We can also offer feedback and coaching. When do we see employees doing their best work? More of that. Feedback and guidance can help us identify areas of improvement and that continuous learning. Always looking at ways to learn and adapt actually can foster cognitive growth. Employees who are encouraged to acquire new skills and knowledge are likely to see improvements in their memory and cognitive abilities. While certainly individual results vary and the effectiveness of these approaches depend on lots of things, if we pay attention to, it can change. I do want to take a moment around uh, just as maybe it's a fun trivia thing, but I find this happening with conversations from team members who are just inundated with all these rapid changes. And there's a memory issue called tip of the tongue, where attention and encoding plays significant role in this phenomena because it's right there. So attention, right, is the cognitive process where we concentrate our mental resources on a particular task. Encoding it is taking it from what I'm paying attention to to encode it into that short-term memory I mentioned to get it to long-term memory. And when we're focused on that information and heightened attention occurs, then we get it encoded better. But the tip of the tongue phenomena is a common memory retrieval experience where the individual knows that they know a particular piece of information, such as a word or a name, but they temporarily cannot recall it despite feeling like, oh, it's sitting right there. Tip of the tongue phenomena is often related to difficulties in retrieving information from long-term memory, even though the information had been effectively encoded. So as you look at this, it's one of the things I've learned about it. It's not been an encoding process issue, it's with retrieval. So we may have successfully put it in there, we just can't get it out. Why? Factors such as stress, distractions, and cognitive fatigue can interfere with the retrieval process, which makes it more challenging. We may have a sense of familiarity with the information, just can't bring it to conscious awareness. Why pay attention to this? Well, some of the things I'm looking at within organizations, when we have a very mobile workforce, when there's rapid change, we have shorter historical memories. When, think of a situation where you were like, well, oh, we did that. When did we do that? Was that was that last year or was that two years ago or five years ago? I just can't remember where that went. What did we decide? It might be computer files. It might be what I call big scary boxes that transfer between departments or I see it with like boards and volunteer committees of who gets the next scary box that just keeps passing around. There's so much we have to hang on to and remember in our companies and our committees and our boards 
that stuff just plain gets misplaced mentally and physically. So why bring this up? What are the key things you need to pay attention to? Because cognitive overload is going to have an impact on memory and recall. Limited processing. During times of change, we have to adapt quickly and make quick decisions. Therefore, employees don't, I don't have sufficient time to encode it deeply. And sometimes because of all those changes, it disrupts routine and procedures and now can interfere with something I was already trying to learn. I hear this from team members all the time. Like, I'm just learning this one and now you want me to work on that? I don't have this one mastered yet. Things just get reduced in time. So now that short-term to long-term memory that I talked about, we don't have as long to do that. Like memorize it and embed it because you're going to have to recall it later. And they just don't get fully integrated into the long-term memory. And I am really convinced in our organizations because of this, we got a lot of what I'm going to unofficially call amnesia going on. Things are just foggy. We just can't remember. And then when you add stress and anxiety and information overload and a lack of practice and repetition, because we're not able to master it, we get a reduced sense of control. And now we just have to do damage control. Maybe by raising your awareness on this today, you can give the right thing at the right moment today just a little bit more focus so it goes into that short-term memory holding pot and then you can convert it into the long-term memory and wow when your team is counting on you when your customers are expecting great things from us when we want to do our best as leaders what i wish for you is that you can grasp that information out when you need it in the moment you need it to make a better impact for those who are counting on you. Consider these ideas today and how they might help your focus so that you can give your very best to the right types of activities that are going to make you better, your team better, and quite frankly, at the risk of sounding grandiose, this world better. Take a deep breath focus a little more, and learn something new today. This is Dr. Selena, and as we have for the last five seasons, for this season as well, season six, we are still smashing mental health stigmas. And up next, check back. Next, we look at priorities. Find us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, If you haven't found me on LinkedIn yet, happy to do that both in my professional page and our company page, Dr. Selena and the Pyramid Group. Our Tuesday tool post that goes up every Tuesday this week complements the podcast for the month of February. It's on priorities. If you're listening to this at another time, all of our Tuesday tools are out there. If you'd like a complete list, please email us at hello at workplacechameleon.com. If we can help you with upcoming programs, you have questions for Selena, or you want that prize package, 
because I gave you the name of a movie earlier from the 1980s that if you email it to me, our team will send you a thank you. Take care and be well.